Hey, I can horse. He left. Yeah, I can horse. Shut up. This cat does not believe in giraffes. This cat believes in shooting people. Not shooting giraffes. They aren't real. You can't shoot them. Only in the arguments. Giraffe invasion group. They will find the giraffe. And Bach is going to shoot it as an extra planner invader. Hey, I'm just saying, I can totally imagine there are awakened giraffes. I imagine it being a, a giraffe of the Portland Zoo, I think, can I see a zoo? If, if there isn't one, then some gene modern is, I, I don't want to do any red ones, but out of character, there's absolutely at least a couple of rich people that have, like, gene modified giraffes. Hello there, Ome. Thank you for listening to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast. In this episode, which is the first half of our eighth session in the campaign, there is a good bit of planning, both in the kitchen at Salmavar and at Olka's Tea House in Tacoma. One could almost say that it is all that the team does as they consider how to solve the problem of how to get paid for their first job with the creep while also capturing George Van Housen. At first, the two seem incompatible with each other, and the team really wants to get paid. Prokop scrambles eggs, Ollie drinks coffee plus, Deander eats celery, Grace munches on a bowl of cereal, and Cecile is grumpy. Listen, chummers, we value your time, and hope you are enjoying the experience. If you are enjoying our podcast, or want to tell us how badly we are butchering the rules, please let us know in our Discord. If you are listening to us on a service that allows you to rate us, please do so. Help us to hack that algorithm with a five-star review. Most importantly, though, we thank you for listening and hope you will continue to do so. And spread the word to your friends, please. Stay safe, conserve your ammo, scrub that data trail, and need I really say it, don't make deals with dragons. So, we're trying to kidnap the funny police guy, right? That's the funny summary. We need yeah, to find a, a, a good place to do it. Does he like dogs? Well, I guess it depends on how what you guys want to do, right? So you, if you want to complete the job for the Mr. Johnson, you need to get the recording of Kimmy telling him to, you know, back off. So you need to get that from from um, George Van Housen. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, "I'm gonna we're gonna kidnap George Van Housen. We're gonna snatch." George Van Housen off the streets and then find another way to complete the job for Mr. Johnson. I say we let him do Okay, actually, wait. This is a character thing. <clears throat> but yeah, we can... Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've never been readier, Kerchunk. Oh my god. More ready. Alright, so it's the next morning at um, Samovar and you guys are all very early risers. Apparently. Um, so... Did they each have their own room? I believe Grace and Boxer were rooming together. Yeah, that figures. Everybody else was individually. Calfals and roommates. Yeah. Cecile wakes up after a sort of a restless night filled with odd dreams that she can't quite remember. Um, <clears throat> and sort of remembering an odd conversation that she had with the woman Talia right before she went to sleep. And the rest of you guys had your own thoughts about your situations, but 
other than that, you wake up and Samovar is, is quiet all around you. There's no movement, no sound of movement or hustle and bustle. And um, as you get up and go out and try to find, you know, a kitchen or a place to eat, you find, uh, you find ice is uh, <laughs> sitting in the, in the kitchen with, uh, with Prokop. And uh, it seems like they might've worked out the differences. Right now. <laughs> yeah. They greet you and Prokop you know, shows you the coffee maker and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Coffee maker of actual coffee? Coffee yes. maker tea. I shall consume the morning potion. Is there anything to put in the coffee? Any fun substances? Sure. For sure. boxer's sure. taste? So like fish cakes? No, definitely not. Don't ever bother fish. Boxer put stuff in, uh, in her coffee and like slowly shakes her head. If she finds alcohol, she's putting that in the coffee. That's all. I was trying to be coy oh, about it. Actual coffee. Prokop asks you if he would like the omelet. And anybody who takes him up on it, he scrambles up some eggs and throws a ton of uh, black Russian caviar into it. Oh, oh my you, fucking you god. He's putting caviar eggs? in his eggs? Yeah, eggs in his eggs. Fish eggs in his um, That's horrifying. Are I don't fertilized, know. right? Right? Cats right? kind of horrifying. Deandre digs around in the in in the refrigerator until she finds celery, and then she's just like eating celery. <laughs> no, I, I imagine while he's uh, he's mixing those eggs, Nightingale is asking like, "Yeah, no, no, those are fertilized, right?" And then she goes, "Right, I don't care. They're delicious. They're Let me have my eggs." Have you ever thought spawn differently? So even better, get free in, food. In character, he says, "You know, fish spawn differently, so the beluga will." And he explains how the beluga will eject the eggs and the sperm into the water so that they can basically freely mix. So the the beluga caviar is harvested directly from the fish. So no, they're not fertilized. Neither are the eggs. Oh, okay, I can. Eat. I want to eat. Pretty please. Okay. He are looks you sure? a little surprised. He f- might have looks like he might have thought you were a vegetarian or something. She just uh, smiles. She smiles so wide that you can see the gap in her teeth. <laughs> and she proceeds to squirrel off at that. The seal has not left her room yet. What's the seal doing? Stressing. Stressing. She, she has not had the materials to do her morning routine in like a week. She's very stressed. She's very upset. <laughs> oh yeah, no makeup. She barges out like 30 minutes after she's up and just goes and gets some fancy tea and goes back to her room. Uh, you can only assume she's furiously reading books. That is most certainly Cecilia. She always like this? She has been mm, an interesting guest in my safe house. She shut Didn't herself you in say the that safe house was destroyed? It was. Mm. Two different factions, in fact. Very interesting. Not for now, though. That does sound very interesting. We'll be in later. Nightingale oh. climbs up into a chair where they're talking and begins to, like, gently shift back and forth on the chair. <laughs> very, uh, like, almost impatient, but just excited. Yeah, Prokop, uh, sort of toasts you guys with his, uh, coffee, and, uh, then he says, well, I'm going to leave you to your planning, and I will be talking to you just ice sitting there eating his scrambled eggs and his black coffee with you guys. So it's me. Boxer accepted some of the eggs, the weird double eggs, and she added any alcohol she could find modestly to her coffee. 
be enjoying it quite a lot. Ah, having an Irish. You know, it occurs to me that the both of you drink copiously. Does that ever affect you while you're on the job? No, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Be thankful. Mm. Who did you Uh, mean when you said both of you? Uh, Nightingale was also adding alcohol to her double eggs, right? No, No. No, she didn't do that. He said something about morning potion. Mm. Oh, that's funny. No, like, she's gone through maybe, like, two two heads of celery at this point. Oh, God. (laughs) No, I want celery. Just, like, greens and all. It's just gone. I want to fill a bowl of carrots and eat it. Nightingale would have gotten uh, coffee, but, like, mixed in a copious amount of creamer. Like, an unreasonable amount of creamer. Like, it looks white. Why did you mix that much creamer into it? Um, (laughs) And she also gets a uh, a bowl for the eggs. And without silverware, she feeds herself by grabbing clumps of inner psychokinesis and (laughs) very neatly popping it into her mouth. Oh. Can Cecile, before she leaves her room, could she just, like, ascend and see if she can find any astral signatures that aren't hers in her room? Uh, yeah. Anything? Any... Oh, sensing test? I think so. But you didn't need one to see if anything existed. Just the nature of the thing. That would be perception to notice. A sensing would be to understand it. Hmm. Yeah. Astral perception. Depending upon how complex what you're noticing is, like if it's a pattern, it may be a sensing. Yeah, and astral traces fade too. So huh. the higher your role would be, the potentially the, the fainter the astral signature you would find. But I can't remember astral perception. It's, uh, it's labeled as a sensing. Oh, it's just a sensing? Yeah, not astral perception. You can also use perception in the astral, though, mm-hmm. as in the skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you go into astral and take a quick look around the room, right? She she's just opening her third eye. Yep. Um, everything looks pretty mundane. You see the traces of the uh, the warding, the astral shielding that seems to encompass the entire building. Um, and there's it looks like there may have been a watcher spirit passing through here at some point at the night in the night. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you're you don't seem like doesn't look like anything's been in the room astrally specifically so no spells have gone off nothing Mm, the what you get is mostly your own signature which seems fairly to have been fairly tumultuous during the night you know a lot of variation and emotion you know a lot of spiking emotions um you know you you basically see the signature of what you already know the night was like um unfortunately you can't remember what you were dreaming about but you just know that it was a very unrestful sleep because their dreams were very active and 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 alive and you don't feel necessarily rested leaves and doesn't say anything to any of you and takes a cab somewhere else. Um, would I see her going? No. Uh, egg. Nope. I imagine she leaves out through the front entrance. Samovar is pretty much abandoned this time of day. Uh, going to a cafe. Deandre, while waving around the last for celery, says 
You know what's the oddest sensation I've ever felt? You know, some plants can feel pain right after they've been picked. Oh, no. And if you live in one place for long enough, and ender of my persuasion, you get this the oddest sensations. And one time, a couple times, I've eaten fresh vegetables, and I could feel it. You, you could feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I could, I could feel myself eating the vegetables. So the vegetables feel pain? Yes, they do. Aren't they meant to be eaten? Mm-hmm. Evolution is a cruel mistress. Indeed. It, it's even worse when you can feel it while you're still eating them. The, the pain is a little uh, different than us, I suppose. Not like cognitive, just a signal that there is something damaging it, if you can understand that. It's like a tickling on the sides of your ears. I think that's the best way to describe it. That sounds really pleasant. Your ears twitch when she hears that. No, like, like less tickling, more prickling. Yeah, that's the word. Oh, that doesn't sound good. Or like, you know, when your 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 limb falls asleep, it feels like that. Do you ever get I that whenever you eat animals? Yeah. Like, no. Nope. Leave what he's hearing. Oh uh, well, I don't actually know. I haven't ever eaten a still alive animal. Have I? <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Have you? That seems like a memorable event. Not in 55 years. I do not like your past lurking there menacingly. <laughs> Nightingale promptly licks the bowl clean and floats it over to the sink and, and runs have, some water in it. I do believe we have some actual work to be doing, after which I do have something to attend to. Uh, where's uh, the norm girl? She's scurried uh, out to do whatever the hell she does. She doesn't matter. What's she going to do anyway? Should we wait until she comes back to plan? Or should we plan our own and then I thought we're going to need a college education to pull off this heist. Wow. Uh, so, so teensy, teensy little issue there. Um, whenever you're doing something dangerous, the more eyes and hands that you have on the, uh, the matter, the better. Like, Generally speaking, is a, is a general rule. Um, there's three of us. The guy Four. could be bringing. No, there's three of us here. He's oh, a very prepared, trained college guy. I mean, he's a bit of a go-go-go, so I don't know if he really matters. But wait, what did Deandre just say? I I just called Ice a go-go-go. A go-go-go. Yeah, biker it's ganger. A go-go ganger. Yes, this is definitely Deer slang. We, we've heard this one before. We yeah. have, actually. We've seen this before. I have said go-go-go many a time. <laughs> a go-go-go gang. I think I've said go-go-go literally every session. No. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're going to add that somewhere in our slang terminology for the game. No, I swear, that's from the book. It's just dumb enough to be Shadowrun. Or gang member. I couldn't have just been two. It would have well, been better if it were just two. And I say that as someone who thinks three is suspicious. Uh, a go gang is a, a, a motorized gang. So a go 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 <laughs> is a go gang ganger. I mean, I feel like that's a little rude to Ice. Ice has muscles, says Nightingale. I've been very rude to Ice. This is not this is not the start of this. Yes, but Nightingale is now protesting. She's defending 
the white nationalist Fifi's. <laughs> I think he's just sort of eating his breakfast, listening to you guys with a a face that can only be described as tolerating. I think Dandre like shoots a uh, boxer aside. Or who was it that said that? It was Nightingale. Okay, it suits Nightingale like a side glance, and I don't take advice from a horse. A horse that eats with eats with its mind. Pardon me. <laughs> your That's your horse. horse is one of your mm-hmm. teammates. Mm-hmm. That horse is someone you will be relying with your mm-hmm. life, <laughs> relying on with your life. Yes. Yet you do not trust her to speak to you. No, I trust her to speak to me. It's not like something idiotic will come out of her mouth. Then why just... are you opposing what she says if she is not saying anything idiotic? Because I really don't care. I says, look, I, I appreciate the, the comment, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the elf woman can say whatever she feels like about me. I get it. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Deandre just kind of raises a hand, like, point. There's my point. I says, look, um, about last night, I was feeling a little bit off after meeting George Van Housen. It's brought up a lot of things that have been suppressed for the last 20 years. So if I was acting a little bit, no, let's rephrase that. Since I was acting a little bit churlish, I'll just let tell you that <clears throat> I grew up in, I was born in Seattle. And one of the problems that I had as a youth was reaction to my parents being killed in the night of rage. It's not something I've thought about for a long time, but when I was younger, it colored my worldview and my view. He looks directly at Dinder, especially of elves. So sometimes that still comes out if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling when the facade's a little worn thin, if you understand what I mean. Well, I... If it makes you feel any better, I was in Shirshengeir during the Night of Rage, so you know that I had no hand in it. No, I never thought that. It's just, <laughs> as a youth, I blamed anybody who looked like you. Mm. And huh. being back in Seattle after so many years and seeing Procop and sort of getting a lot of events that had gotten pushed out of my mind for a long time stirred back up. And the prospect of seeing people that I thought were dead, potentially, it's got me in a little bit of a turmoil internally. So yeah, old habits are resurfacing, that. unfortunately. I can tell that took a lot out of you. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it's still there. Do you want a hug or a pat <laughs> on the back? No, I do not want a hug or a pat on the back. Ah. How, does, how do you give hugs? Um, well... Back home, the closest thing that we had is that, uh, like, we wouldn't wrap our, 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 I guess, arms, so to speak, and she raises a foreleg around one another. We would just, like, lean in and, like, crane our necks around one another. Um, but, I mean, I can rear up and, like, wrap my arm, my legs around someone, so not I'm really that I'm just trying different. to imagine you wrapping your neck around mine. That that seems less comfortable than a normal hug. It's not just your it it's leaning into the person and just kinda embracing them, but not with your, your arms, with like your body. No, and no, as, that, I, 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 that part's fine, but the like rearing up forelimbs thing, that sounds less comfortable. Well yeah, but it's uh I uh, I feel like people wouldn't get it if I did what I normally do. Ice looks at you guys and said, have you guys ever heard of an animal called a giraffe? 
I believe no. they've been extinct for about 40 years or so. Everyone knows that rats aren't real. They are myths made up by movie companies so they can sell things about exotic creatures. Honestly, uh, people these days. When, when, uh, when Boxer says that, Gendry starts giggling, which you have not heard Gendry do yet. It sounds awful. Like, broken car, almost. <laughs> like It does not sound like a normal giggle. I'm um, sorry, I caused you pain? I've, I've seen a giraffe. Actually, I might have a picture of one. I sincerely doubt that. It is a fantasy creature, and she pointedly looks at Dienda, with an excessively long neck that supposedly ate leaves from trees that I'm pretty sure don't exist. And it has existed by somehow being an aberration so terribly against nature in a time before magic that it just existed somehow. Uh, Dindris pulls up her comm link and starts digging through her phones, or her pictures. Ice looks a little bit startled at Dindris' giggle, and then when Boxer responds, he looks at Boxer and he says, well, that was, that's exactly my point, you see. That's how giraffes used to hug each other, too. Fantasy creatures neck, wrap their necks around each other. That's also how they used to fight. Uh, See, this is ridiculous. Those necks would snap in a second. They're too uh, long. They are too after long. A few, after a few minutes, Dindre turns around a picture of a very, very young girl standing in the middle of the road with a giraffe right behind her. You just got this from the internet. Or no, something. This, this is a picture of me. Right, sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The girl's uh, eyes go wide, and she in, makes a very exasperated gasp. In, in uh, I think it was 2018? <laughs> I was six. Uh, I, re- I don't remember, I remember this picture being taken, because we spent three hours running from this giraffe. Running from it? What yes. does it come to do? Wrap its neck around you and choke you? No, but they can swing their necks at a frightening speed. Uh, this one was before hmm? I've seen those before we we have some of those in the frontier they're really aggressive well, you're mm-hmm. kidding me no we're not so they invaded from another plane that I can believe uh, I think this one escaped from a zoo a zoo right mm-hmm. they would be able to fit that in a zoo mm-hmm. right I mean I believe it I also believe that metahumans are crazy enough not to recognize that thing's extraplanar origins. Yeah, that thing is absolutely not from our plan. Fine, I can see it. It exists, but it came from her weird realm of things. Uh, I think not my exactly, dad's album has some from before the uh, the, the awakening. Oh, that's the thing. They were the first awakened creatures. We know there were awakened things that came in, like the first early emergence of elves, dwarves, all that. No, like... are one of those apparitions. It makes perfect sense. Like Polaroids from the 90s. Yeah, and... But that's the track with the awakening, does it? Uh, Actually, Boxer, Boxer, a small correction. Um, I don't... I'm pretty sure those things aren't native where I come from. When I say the frontier... I mean, parts of Equestria that we we took in from the Aether. They probably so came from the Aether. They're like the bugs. I'm, they're dangerous. Nightingale just smiles and nods. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so we know that Boxer doesn't believe giraffes exist now. Paul, oh, how long has it been? 
Um, Cecile, you are at um, the tea house that you were at last time here in Tacoma, enjoying a nice, a very pleasant environment of a Russian tea house. Has Cecile eaten? Would she like to eat? Yeah, she she is having a small breakfast. Uh, and then she will also... Does she know where the meat is happening? Uh, no, so far nobody's actually set up a meet or um, otherwise talked about having a meet. Okay, cool. So you're at Olga's tea room, um, which is sort of a uh, Russian tea room in a, in a renovated townhouse um, with that serves a variety of imported teas and coffees, especially from Russia and Eastern Europe. Um, they have uh, they have a, they're famous for their Turkish coffee and their various Russian tea blends. And there's us, you know, there's always, at Olga's, there's always a good uh, opportunity for people watching. Yeah, Cecile's just having breakfast. But anyway, um, you know, Cecile, Cecile's off doing her own thing right now. Um, at a certain point, Grace would probably say something about that. Like, uh, by the way, um, I didn't bring it up sooner because I didn't know if it would be appropriate, but, uh, uh, whenever Cecile, you know, kind of ducked in and ducked out, she didn't look like she was feeling very well. Um, and, uh, of course not. She's a soft, Polish girl. She has no idea what she's doing, and I'm not surprised that she's freaked out by it. She should be. She doesn't belong in this kind of life. We uh, can't have anyone going in tonight with spare I don't think she should go in at all. I think she is a liability. I don't care what magic she has. I don't care what other skills she has. She is untrained, unprepared. She doesn't know the risks. She has no idea what she's getting into. Shouldn't we, like, check on her? I feel like... You're right. We should check on her. In this situation, the safest place for her to be would be at the edge of the fight rather than out of our line of sight. Yes, I can see it. Fine. And she's... Can the girl drive, says Ice? Uh, I have I don't no idea. think so. Neil has driven you places. <laughs> yes, she can. In a grid guide. Does she drive the grid guide? <laughs> so that'd be kind of a departure from grid guide. It becomes... Actually, Cecile had... guide. <laughs> she hasn't driven us anywhere? No, she, she has. The van. Yeah, Nightingale is going to be like... Well, actually, she does. Don't you remember when she drove us in the van? Don't don't you? Don't you remember? Mm. The question is, can she drive well? Because uh-huh. I don't mean to flatter myself, but I can drive pretty damn well. And unless I am. Mm. All right, that's a fair point. I'm sorry, I'm talking to myself here. I may not be disposed to driving. Ah. <sighs> Maybe you shouldn't drink the, uh, the head spinny juice. That'll be fine. I, like, I can drive. I just don't like driving larger vehicles with my bike. Yeah, don't I feel that sometimes? But uh, it's necessary, I suppose. <sighs> Unless you can drive properly. You know what? Does anyone have a calm? I think I have. Yes. And she pulls out her calm. And quickly texts with her mind, or her eyes anyway. Uh, Cecile, how good are you? <clears throat> how good are you at driving? Well enough. 
Question mark? If if Norm Girl was being shot at, do we think she'd dr still drive well? She texts her again. How would you how would you do if you were being shot at? Smile. No. What the effect? <laughs> Miguel interjects while she's texting and say, uh, says, Um, I really don't think you should drink the head spinny juice, by the way, Boxer, because your mind is, like, visibly darkened. I don't think it's good for you. Girl, do you think do this is dark? I haven't even drunk a full coffee yet. You should see me get down a whole bottle. Then you'll see it dark. Nightingale just grimaces. Cecile responds, not very. There we go. Here's her answer. She can't drive a shit when she's being shot at. <laughs> I couldn't either, to be fair. Yeah, well, I've been shot at and I've driven, so I think I'll be fine. If I have to be. The van has a dog brain, right? <laughs> yes. Can we program the dog brain to stay right behind my bike? Are you a programmer? No. I'm not. Like... Can we set it to do that, though? I mean, I don't know. Maybe? Yes. The answer is yes. So, I park my bike in front of the dog brain, and then if I get on my bike and drive off, the dog brain follows. We'll have to disconnect it from the grid in order for it not to adhere to silly little things like road safety laws. For that, I suspect we will need someone programming expertise. Like Cecile! Like the dog girl. Yes, like Cecile. This one won't get a shot if she fucks up, so yeah, let's do it. He's useful, yay. Boxer does not like to steal. Visibly darkened. <laughs> Boxer is um, a little bit drunk and does not like to steal. It, if if we can't, I think I could train Cecile to shoot while to drive while she's being shot at. Oh, I just need God, how are you going to do that? I'm going to purchase some blanks and shoot at her while she's driving. That sounds like something she would hate very much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She has magic, you know. Yes, I know. Are you implying that she's going to like talk um, magic at a uh, maybe? So I says, you know, we could probably get this. We could probably get George without gunfire, right? If we do this right. If it doesn't pay to hope to plan around the best possible course of events. We must prepare for the worst, and the worst has to work around her. Give a, give the girl a call and see if she can come in here so that we can, uh, or we can meet somewhere so we can talk this through. Oh, wait, hold on. I asked earlier, but no one told me. Does, does the guy, the guy that we're going to, to snatch, does he, um, uh, does he like dogs? <laughs> uh... Ice chuckles. Oh. Did he give us his online? I believe yeah. he did so that we could uh, tell him when uh, he, he gave you a card, like an old school physical card with his phone number or his comm number on that uh, Deandere picked up. Uh, Deandere pulls out of her like trench coat, which she's still wearing even though she's inside the card. We could ask it. Well, well. I think that it'd be a little bit suspicious. Besides, we have someone who should know something. Have you seen him with dogs? Has he done anything with dogs? Dog person? This is Dice. I don't know. Fair enough. 
he has to have social media of some kind. Uh, I can probably figure it out. How many points in computers does the shooty cat have? Enough to play video games. Indeed. She has two. <laughs> uh, so she's gonna she's gonna look up the dude to see if there's any dog pictures on his social media. Where's the button? Do I just roll computers for that? Computer? <laughs> Three. What exactly are you looking for? Uh him with dogs. She's gonna go by volume and by stated uh liking of the dog. But basically she's just looking for anything connecting him to dog. Jim Ansel? Mm-hmm. Our sergeant. There is no there is no social media presence for Sergeant Jim Ansel. Well, she has pictures of him. She's going to do a search for pictures of him with dog. Reverse image search. I guess mm-hmm. kind of. This guy appears to have no internet presence that I can su- No, what's it called? Matrix. This guy appears to have no matrix presence that I can discern. And I have a... Yeah. No. No info. Oh, well. Maybe he'll want to pet the doggy if it comes close. But, uh, what was your idea? Uh... If we had to learn him somewhere, I was thinking maybe doggy, but I realize we can do that already. Um, bigger, bigger, bigger thing. I'm thinking... So, um... Do you... Uh, how do I put this? Um... I, I was... Rope. Does anyone have rope? Like a long rope? Something that could hang on, you know, something that would be over an alleyway? Okay, time to look for rope. Preferably strong enough to hold up uh, a grown metahuman. Are, like you, are you going to try to, to snare trap a chief, or a, he's a sergeant of the police. Are you going to try to rope trap him like a snare? Yeah. Don't you need, like, a flexible material for that? I have a gun. I have shokrans. Honestly. Also, I can probably beat the fuck out of him. Honestly. We don't need a fancy rope trap. Wait, uh, does, does Surge make you really strong? No, I'm just that good. She like uh, good. Ice <laughs> looks like he wants to say something and then he thinks better of it. Honestly, though... <sighs> We want to talk to him. We want to get lovely information out of his pretty little head. So I'm thinking that maybe we shouldn't, you know, beat him senseless or well, render we'll, him unconscious. Wait, we'll have a chance to talk to him first. And then if that doesn't work, we can beat him senseless and drag him back to the Samovar and, and interrogate him here. All right. I guess that means I should stay back for a rifle. Again, Ice sort of looks a little bit like he wants to say something and then sort of thinks better of it. A boxer noses, but she too has seen some comment. Are you okay, Ice? I'm fine. I'm just listening to you guys. Um, I do think we need to get Cecile involved in the discussion. I also don't think we should underestimate George. He was... He is a formidable foe. He was even in the 2050s as a police captain and head of a a high threat response team for Lone Star. There's no man above five sticking shock rounds. 
So we first we summon Cecile. Second, we talk about whatever we're planning to do. So let's do number one first. And Deandre pulls out her fucking iPhone 6s com and calls Cecile like cell phone call. Anyway, Cecile picks up. Cecile, where are you? I am at a cafe eating breakfast because uh, the workday hasn't started. Workday. Deandre <laughs> listens for a second. Olga's? Yes. We'll be there in 25 minutes. Oh, oh lovely. God, that's some stupid posh. Ugh. Isn't she it? Hangs up. <laughs> Who's been to Olga's? Was it just was it just Cecile and Ice? Uh Cecile Ice Deandre? and Dinder's been there before, probably on her own. She's probably visited every coffee shop in the city. There's every place that coffee. has soy calf or coffee in the city. They have a uh, Turkish coffee. Ooh, probably. Right? He Paul literally said that they did, so Yep, they've definitely got they're known for their Turkish coffee, as a matter of fact. Do they have a portly dude sitting in one of the chairs by the uh, counter? No, but they do have... It's a good place for people watching because... Well, it's a good place for people watching. So, the the second Deander is off the phone, she stands up and goes, Let's go. Huh? Where are we're we going? To, we're going to meet Cecile. In some ridiculous, stupid, posh... Tea bar? Who drinks tea? Their coffee's pretty good there. It's Turkish. I, I can accept this. I actually kind of like tea. It doesn't have any oh, alcohol no. in it, if that's um, what you're thinking. Well, I like the equivalent of tea, and I like the better teas here, but like a lot of the tea is just kind of underwhelming. It's it, it just tastes like someone like put flowers in water and let it sit there for like a few hours and then told you to drink it. Metaphorically, of course. I don't know what that would taste like here. Anyway, yeah, let's go, uh, go, go to Cecile. Um, Nightingale gets up. I'm gonna go get my stuff. And squirrels off. You guys just don't carry everything around in a big belt? No. You can fit all of your equipment on a big belt? You clearly well, aren't prepared enough. Not all of it. They three, like, sweeps her jacket to the side and some of the stuff is on, like, the inside. And some of it is on the belt on, like, several pouches. A respectable method of carrying things around. There's there's two swords on one side and a gun on the other side, with like you can see all her like rounds, but in separate uh what are they uh, uh magazines. I would love to carry everything I need, but I would end up carrying thousands of rounds of ammunition, which seems like a bad idea. If you get in a fight and you use up more than thirty six rounds of ammunition in a hand. You're, you've lost the fight. Ice is just standing there waiting. If I cared everything I had, I would be caring a lot, is my point. I ordered my equipment. Ice does not appear yeah. to be armed. He's still wearing his 2050s clothes that seem really tacky and out of date these days. Boxers, just uh, relatively casually dressed. Leather jacket, uh, sidearm. She has her fancy, oh well. She has a weapon that farm enthusiasts with weapon that would recognize as a rather remarkable piece, especially to be seen on the street. And, uh, yeah, just clothes otherwise. No ballistic vest or anything. He says, I imagine if we, once we've got this planned, we've got a couple of hours. We can always come back here and get geared up. 
I don't feel like walking around the city with an arsenal on my back. Seems reasonable. I'd leave my gun here, but it's like too much of a hassle to leave it somewhere. I don't go anywhere without this thing if I can have it. Anyway, in a fight, I'd probably pull out my sword. Deandre would probably say the name of her sword, but I can't remember it. Deandre remembers that he's picked up a sword at the armory last night, too. Nice. How trained are you at a sword? Well, it's been a while, but I'm probably still fairly decent with a sword. If we have some time, would you like some de-rusting? Sure. I would like to watch this, if it is alright. Well, that'll probably end up after our planning, but you're on. Go, go, go. Indeed. It was back in the day when I thought, uh, well, when I, he sort of chuckles. I'm trained in uh, Western swordsmanship, so that might tell you something. What, like Hema? Hema. I don't know what that is. Historical like, European, European martial arts. Oh. Human European martial Historical arts? Historical European martial arts. Oh. In the original sense of the word, that being old military shit. I think your human... Human European martial arts would have probably been more applicable to my sense of my frame of mind back then. <laughs> well, uh, to be a, a member of the Peace Force in Tertangar, you have to be trained on a blade. I picked up a rapier because it seemed like the more elegant choice at the time. <laughs> elegant. Man. It's, I can appreciate that sometimes. It's brutal, I'd say, but they're about the same, I think. As long as it works, it works. I mean, I personally think guns, uh, well, guns, they're nicer to the person on the receiving end, but meaner to the person doing the shooting, if that makes sense. I would disagree. Getting into it with, and she pops her claws, these would be a bit uh, unpleasant for me, as compared to pulling a trigger. My second partner carried a Y-hander. Oh my god. So unnecessary. It was, it was something. He was a, a jackass. What are uh, they expecting? To go up against armor? The, the traditional sense. No, the, the, the sword thing for Tirtangire is a tradition they made up, just like everything else. Um, elves. But Ice just chuckles and he looks at you and he says, Elves, right? And Gal actually ducks out think, and he goes to get all of her kit together. Deandre is like silent on that for like a solid second and then just continues. Yeah, you can tell Ice is sort of trying to get a rise out of you. All right, so uh, Cecile, as you're sitting there, are you're probably on your second cup of tea or coffee at this point. Correct. And uh, you see the gang rolling in. She sighs and waves them forward. And uh, you, you give me a perception test, please. Perception. Okay. None. Yeah, they uh, come jandering in and uh, you wave them over and they uh, they walk up to your table and uh, sit down and one of the waitstaff comes over and takes their order. That's all you perceive. Any of the rest of you want to give us a perception test? Coming in. Uh, Deandre is crazy enough that she'd be like, she'd stand around for a few minutes before she entered somewhere. Boxer's not going to be standing around, but she is used to scanning her environment. As a, Deandre, if you have any kind of police procedural stuff, you could roll that too. I also, I do actually. Would you count security? Uh, let's see. Like we're talking knowledge skills. Yes. How about security tactics or combat tactics? No. Then I would just go with perception. Three. 
Dean is very perceptive, I've noticed. I think that's kind of her thing at this point. Nightingale. Not and beating things over the head with a sword. Nightingale, you're just curious about this place. It seems, uh, it seems pretty. The core is interesting, and it smells good, and the people uh, seem happy and satisfied here. Deandere, you uh, you pick up on something as you walk in. Takes you only a half a second. There's, pro- it looks like there's a security person, or they're 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 dressed to blend in, but somebody in the sitting in the back is uh, obviously security to you now that you notice it. And uh, you look around and you see how some of the people look at the group when they come in, and you recognize this from your police days as. This place is obviously a front for something, probably by the way certain people reacted to ice coming in, potentially a, uh, well, there's probably something upstairs that they're selling. Twice, you been here before? (laughs) I think you and I have been here before. Well, you came here with a seal, pretty sure. While I was running around doing stupid shit. Ah, right. That was seal. Yeah. I thought you liked norms, Ice. Uh, yeah. Box, you, you sort of pick up on the same thing that Deandere picked up on, is that there's a security. Somebody sitting in the back acting as security, and, you know, you've you're, there are definitely two tiers of clientele here. The clientele that's here for the tea, and there's clientele that's here for something else. Well, but she, nobody uh, seems to be thinking of you guys in those terms. She's a little more on guard now, but uh, she's not going to do anything. Not even I twitch. Down and, and he looks at Deander and he says, well, I do like the normies. You're correct. Uh, which, by the way, once they come in, Nightingale, uh, like Borks, and she like breaks off from the group and goes and runs to uh, get up underneath the table and sit near to uh, Cecile. She actually climbs up into the seat beside her. She's she's disguised as the witchy dog. The seal moves her tea away from the dog. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Is anyone else imagining like a corgi as the dog instead of like a normal dog? What did we even establish the dog as looking like? German Shepherd. I right. thought it was German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I think I knew that, but I don't know. My imagination just just can't put the corgi down. Corgi. <laughs> oh, are we discussing uh, the our work this early in the morning? Or well, we need to we need a location. We need to scout it. We need um we have a large amount of things to do. We have to prepare everyone. Uh, Oh, Paul left. Uh, um, they killed him right in front of us. Hey, he's back. He's back. from the dead. So, first of all, we need a location. I says, well, so, okay, so what are we doing? What's our plan here? We Are we still going to complete the job for this Drecky Mr. Johnson, or? I see no reason to renegade, to renege on our agreement with the Johnson. We complete the job. We use the Mr. Johnson to lure in whatever his name is, the norm. Uh, They're all norms. Whatever location we choose, we need to make sure that they both agree to it first, 
which, considering we have to get two disagreeable people to do so, might take a little while. Well, we know that the sergeant wants to mm, take care of his people, especially since said the person appears to be one of the people who are going on the up and up, whether by fav them being favored or them simply being that good. Either way, they are valued, which is to say that he's willing to mm, take action to protect her from this creep. And said creep seems to be pretty intent on creeping. What I'm saying is, they both have incentive to uh, encounter each other. We tell our original Mr. Johnson that um, our sergeant would be conveying the information to him as we have arranged. He pays us and we let them meet. We interrupt their meeting once whatever they do has been done or after our original Mr. Johnson leaves and we can ambush the sergeant in whatever manner we find appropriate. That being said, I do believe we should secure the area around it because if I were him, I would not come alone. There's one problem. Prokop wants us to keep the, the Mr. Johnson alive. Yeah. That will be a problem. And we're going to let him leave. He can go. And well, the sergeant can be finished with him. The Mr. Johnson is our bait. So if we let the Mr. Johnson go, the cop will chase the Mr. Johnson and us. The Mr. Johnson doesn't have to be there when the cop comes. That's right. He Indeed. doesn't. Or we can have him in a building or other secured place telling him we wanted to keep him there because he's too stupid to take care of himself in the open. And, well, he doesn't have to come out before we take out that Mr. Johnson. So our target. And to complete the job for the Mr. Johnson, we need what George Van Housen has. George is going to get us the recording of this, this Kimmy person, which is going to satisfy our job, our contract with Mr. Johnson. So we need to get that from George Van Housen, use that to but get How do we know that he's mission. going to do it at all? And because not just like bring his, uh, his squaddies in and grab the person and leave? Please, because please. He's not agreed to it. solution to this. We just ask Mr. Housen that he please not arrest our Mr. Johnson, Johnson, who will be at the scene, until after we've been paid for our work. Then we allow him to be arrested, and then we attack. That will work. George is not, is not there going to be there to arrest this guy. Exactly. Also, he wants also, to take care of him. We can't trust George, because he's shadow racist. He doesn't like us. He thinks we're a bunch of scumbags. Yes. George Van Housen in the 2050s led a group of vigilantes known as the Shadow Riders, whose sole job was exterminating shadow runners. And that is how I want our, our little area of operation to be secured. I'm willing to sweep this area, and in fact, I'm also willing to have certain individuals within Night Errant whom I know to ensure that any outgoing members are duly known of. It will be a favor, certainly, but, well, we have two options. You can either sweep it manually and establish a sort of perimeter, uh, the old-fashioned way, or we can do this with mm, a little more guile. Diantea, I do believe you are connected to our lovely lawmaking corporations. We could have your friends in Night Errant. I don't Not suppose you ones. could. I don't suppose you could uh, get them to keep you in the loop as to any outgoing members, especially within our area of operation, which is uh, 
is it set? If it's not set, I want to tell them to come to us in a, a position that is... We're going to have to balance two things. We're going uh, to have to meet in Auburn, then. As long as it's not near my... Uh, there's an area that's off-limits. Because Nail lives in Auburn, and is, mm. he goes on beat there. That's because that's where Boxer's contact works, too. Yes. So we asked our contacts to keep us in the loop on oh, on No, that was out of character. Sorry. She doesn't know that yet. And Boxer's going to keep that to her chest for now. So, Housing isn't going to just show up if we tell him to show up, right? Like We need to give him a compelling reason. And our compelling reason is Mr. Johnson being a creep. Well, the first thing, the first reason he's going to show up is to give us the recording of, of this Kimmy person, right? He doesn't have to. And the second just... reason is to get rid of our Mr. J, which we are Why unfortunately... Why would he meet us in person to give us the recording? He seemed to be pretty intent on uh, dealing could, with Mr. Johnson. He could, now, to give us the recording, he could just send it over the Or he could drop it off somewhere and we could get up later. Well, we have his number. He doesn't want to incriminate himself as much as we want to incriminate him. Oh, so that's incrimination. We are getting him. It yes, doesn't matter. that's correct. Sorry. Habit of my previous line of work. Indeed. And this is my caution. Well, so we get the recording for the Mr. Johnson. I think we should ask, it, ask him for it. Ask him to send it to us over the matrix. We sure. meet the Mr. Johnson somewhere. Play him a record. Play him the recording, and send it to him via the matrix. Then, when we have previously notified the the uh, Vanhausen of the meeting location, we he shows up. We kind of okay. Okay. We need we to don't protect trust the, Mr. Vanhausen. Then what we should do is we should ask for an in-person exchange with Vanhausen for the recording. And we don't have our Johnson anywhere in the area. And then we say, we're going to bring you in when we give this to the Johnson. That way, he doesn't know where the Johnson is. And if he's going to kill us, he would kill us right there and just go get the Johnson on his own. Take thing take care of things one at a time. All right. And if he isn't just going to go spend his precious time looking for this Johnson, then we have incentive for him to not immediately shoot at us, right? Aren't, aren't our plans the same, just mine doesn't require us to meet twice in person? Well, if we get the recording via the Matrix, then obviously he's going to want us to point out where the Johnson is so he can shoot both of us at the same time. Well, we just tell him where the meeting spot is and give him either a wrong time, so he shows up after the Johnson has left, or tell him to show up after the Johnson has left. If I were him, I would... He's so confident he's not going to check the meat before he shows up? If I were him, I would have cameras on that before I got in, and I would want to confirm that this person is here. Exactly. And you think he won't? We could send him the meat, the meat time and place and time we only think, when we're already there. I think it's a better idea to... Um, what you call it? We should probably. Uh, well, the Johnson doesn't actually have to be there for the second meet. Um, we can meet with the Johnson somewhere else, and whenever we bring the quote-unquote Johnson, 
It can be, as I had suggested, a reasonable-looking decoy that they would be able to see. Something that looks like a man perhaps sitting on something or sitting in a car. And if they have a mage with them to sense it. They wouldn't be able to if it was in a car because of glass. Mm. Oh, that's... I don't I don't see the need to invoke illusions. We we can just set up a circumstance where Mr. Hawson would not expect our Johnson to be there for our initial meet, then we take care of that, and then we tell our Johnson, we took care of everything, don't worry about it. Here's your recording. <clears throat> Here's your recording. Ice chimes in. I I think that's the plan. We meet with Van Housen to get the recording. We get the recording. We take Van Housen. And then we can meet with the Johnson at a later time, give him the recording, finish out that deal. Okay. The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. The music for the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.